I don't know how to describe it other than I just felt changed. I felt in my heart that I was clean. I was washed. I was uh, changed. Thanks for listening to another episode of Open Door Policy. I'm your co-host, Emily Mentok. And I am your co-host, Father Patrick Gagnon. Thanks so much for joining us today. And Father Patrick, how are you? Emily, I am doing wonderful. It is the merry month of May, this yes. month of our Blessed Mother. And I, you know, I was ordained a priest in the month of May. So May is always oh. a very special month. And then the life, all the beautiful growth happening around us just, you know, it, it just excites our hearts, I think, to, to see new life blooming and know that it, the Christ is always doing something new in us. Each day is grace and his favor are new. How are you, Emily? I'm doing great. Yes. Yeah, spring is such a hopeful season. I've been really enjoying it, especially downtown. They've planted an abundance of tulips all down Woodward wow. and in campus Marshall's Park. It's so beautiful. And it definitely just brings that, that mm. hope that, you know, we're coming out of this mm-hmm. and what I think a couple episodes ago, I, I joked about, you know, the long Lent of the whole pandemic ah. year and not that we're definitely not totally in the clear yet, but definitely feel hopeful in a way that like, kind of emerging from the darkness in a way that it's been hanging around for the past over a year. I also love this. Mm. I'm excited about this month because um, I've been trying to participate in Pope Francis's prayer marathon um, of praying the rosary every day for an end to the pandemic. So that's Mm. been my other little source of hope that Catholics around the world will unite in, you know, through the intercession of Mary, bring an end to this this pandemic. So that's That's something I've been working on. That was, I was going to ask you, like, what's a grace in your life? Something God's been doing. And that's, that's clear. It's one of it is joining with the Holy Father's call to pray the rosary for an end to the pandemic. Another question for you, because you and your husband are now Detroiters, though South yes. Bend, Indiana, go Irish, will always <laughs> be in your heart. Uh, have you guys gone down to the Riverwalk at all yet this year? It's an incredible spot, right? I go there often. We've got, we've gotten a little bit together, but yeah, that's like my go-to walking spot. Actually, I don't know. I don't remember if this was on air or not, Father Patrick, but back in the fall, when we had the, when we recorded the transition episode with Father mm-hmm. Steve, oh yeah, you said something to me about like seeing me at the Riverwalk or something like that. And I oh. was like, oh, that's so interesting. I don't remember if that was on air or not. I have to go back and I listen. Off air. But I, from that <laughs> moment, it's like every time I feel like I need to do wow. get outside and decompress, even though there's a, there's a lot of places to walk in the city, but mm-hmm. I, one of my go-to spots is to go and walk along the river. And it's so wow. free. It's been cool to see the river go through all the seasons. There was like icebergs for a while. Awesome. Now it's beautiful and blue. So yeah, we do we do go down there. Well, I have I have one awesome update. Uh, man, I think being close to the river, like oh, it'd be a draw to go down there a lot. There's something so peaceful about water, right? And uh, the, so the update. Okay, people out there get excited. Uh, we've talked in the past about maybe uh, going to the sacred holy land in the Midwest, some of the sacred holy land, uh, Notre Dame, and maybe doing a, a open door policy. And uh, we, yes. Emily used to work for the university, so maybe we could get some, uh, we could do it like under touchdown Jesus or something. <laughs> yeah. But here's the quick update. There's a person I met and got it. I love to do, you know, like healing services. And someone from South Bend, Indiana has made an invitation. And I said, could we do it on a Friday night in the 
football. Wink, wink. Nice. Before a football Saturday. So, uh, Emily, can we make that happen? Let's make no it happen people. for sure. Can I stay Go in your parents' garage. Do they have a garage? Yes. Ron and I. Ron, we're getting we're staying in, in Emily's parents' backyard. It's gonna oh be my awesome. gosh. Yes. Let's definitely figure out how to get down there. That would be so fun. Actually, one of my friends from South Bend, so when I was moving here, um, and telling my friends and my friends are really surprised because you know what, like, why would I leave South Bend? But comfort to trade. It was a bit of a shock to them. I mm-hmm. think when we just kind of discerned this decision that God was calling me to come mm. and work here. And one of my friends, um, she was familiar with encounter and with some of the healing mm-hmm. ministry that you do father Patrick. Mm-hmm. And so your name was one of the first ones mm-hmm. I had on my radar to look out for because my friend, oh. Tina, Tina, if you're listening to this had hey. shared, uh, that, Oh, that she knows of Father Patrick and um, to kind of be on the lookout. So, and now here we are connected. And one day, maybe when we go back to South Bend, uh, then you can meet Tina and that would just bring everything full circle and beautiful gift of communion together, one body of Christ. It would be awesome because Notre Dame also is, you know, it's known in the history of the church in the United States for there was, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of graces have flowed there and particularly once upon a time, um, you know, like the the Holy Spirit power was being, you know, very much celebrated there. And I think there was a lot of good fruit that came from it. So uh, that's, that's, maybe we can do a little something on that at Notre Dame. So speaking of awesome things in the hopper, in the green room about to be launched is Melissa Florian, our guest today, who has a beautiful story that I've been privileged to hear some of it. And we'll get to sharing it together today. Melissa is a producer at Ave Maria Radio, and I was blessed to meet her uh, as I do help out with Encounter Ministries, their school of ministry in Brighton on Monday nights, and she is a second-year student, and she is so full of of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Some interesting things about Melissa is that back in high school, she was a bodybuilder, and uh, she had a great love of, of horticulture plants, some that I guess that are almost 30 years old, and she is learning to play the shofar, which we're going to have to ask her a little bit more about. It's an instrument of praise. But with no further ado, welcome, Melissa Florian. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Melissa. How are you today? Oh, I am feeling so blessed and so thankful. Praise God and all, his, and all of his designs. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Melissa, I just thank you for... Uh, you know, you're, you're a beautiful witness to Jesus. I'm so glad you're here and can't wait to get into your story here. Yeah, no, can't I'm... wait to, to learn more about you, Melissa. But can you share, have you lived in the Detroit area long? I, I'm a newbie, but I would just love to hear from you. Like, what is your connection to the Southeast Michigan region? Where is your parish? Well, I was born and raised in Belleville, Michigan. And we, you, you talk about the river walk. Uh, when I grew up um, going down to the Detroit River, uh, we would go down uh, to uh, before it was a river walk. We went down to Hart Plaza and that uh, wonderful uh, uh, waterfall uh, structure that's still down there with the circle on top. Yeah. My brother actually climbed that when we were teenagers. <laughs> of course, the water wa- you know, the water wasn't coming out. Um, so yeah, going down when the fireworks were called the Freedom Festival fireworks and going over mm-hmm. to Canada. So we spent a lot of time in uh, downtown Detroit. And I guess the Riverwalk is now number one in the nation for Riverwalks. I, I think yeah. I read that. Wow. I just saw it yeah. too. Yeah, isn't it cool? That's so yeah. awesome. We yeah, got so- something number one. <laughs> 
That's awesome. I didn't even know that, but yeah, Yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. So yeah, born and raised in Wayne County. I did move to Washtenaw County and I'm at St. John the Baptist in Ypsilanti. My old parish, I uh, was confirmed at Our Lady Good Council. So um, yeah, so I go, I go uh, to a lot of different parishes, most Holy Trinity on Sunday nights Mm -hmm. for their 7pm mass, which is out of sight. I recommend people to go uh, at 7 p.m. Our very own Father Patrick Gagno and Father Ryan Adam um, uh, will celebrate Mass down there at that beautiful old parish. And uh, yeah, yeah, great neighborhood. I saw a bunny rabbit uh, across the street when I was down there a couple weeks ago. I thought, yay, there's a bunny rabbit destroyed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. In downtown, I know there's not much nature, so it's a little surprising. Yeah, I've never seen one down there. Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, Melissa, we're so grateful to you for taking time to join us this afternoon. Um, you know, as you know, from open door policy this season, we've been hearing beautiful, just stories of joyful missionary disciples, Mm -hmm. how they've encountered Christ, how they got to this point of where they are now living as joyful missionary disciples. And, you know, we like to start uh, at the beginning, right? So I would love to hear sort of like, what, what was your life like before becoming a joyful missionary disciple? Or what has your sort of like big picture faith journey been, um, uh, leading up to the moment that you would encounter Christ? Mm. Well, I'm the youngest of uh, six six children. Uh, we did have a foster. Uh, I had a foster brother for a period of time growing up. Um, my dad taught us how to pray uh, the Our Father, and we would say grace over dinner. But unfortunately, my uh, my parents' marriage dissolved pretty quickly, and they divorced when I was ten years old. Mm. And um, I was baptized Catholic. But I missed my sacraments of confirmation and First Holy Communion. Uh, being the youngest of seven, my mom was so busy. Um, and fast forward into in the teen, in, being a teenager, just hanging out with the wrong friends. And yeah. um, unfortunately, uh, I just was lost and uh, mm-hmm. not sure what I wanted to do with my life. Um, started smoking marijuana. Uh, when I was a teenager, just to just numb those feelings of not feeling accepted and kind of lost. And um, I was a hard worker, so I would always be employed uh, and met a man when I was 21 years old. He was 12 years older than me, uh, had a great first. We were together for 13 years, married for 12. First seven years were great. Uh, Unfortunately, those last seven years turned out uh, not so great. because he had his own addiction mm-hmm. and um, I had that marijuana addiction, even though I gave it up for a couple of years here and there, but mm-hmm. um, that was a part of my daily life. You know, it was, you know, people had to drink coffee in the morning. Well, I would smoke marijuana in the morning and, mm-hmm. uh, it, but I was functioning. And then until we discovered uh, powder cocaine and then that mm-hmm. evolved into crack cocaine, because that's something he liked to do. Um, he mm-hmm. was a sex addict. And there, it, we did not live a good, healthy life. Mm-hmm. And uh, our marriage dissolved and we separated. And the Lord rocked his world um, wow. after, yeah, after we divorced and we were still kind of uh, hanging out, but not so much um, after he, <laughs> that's, a long, that's a different story. But uh, <sighs> fast forward to, June 2016, uh, I wasn't actually seeking the Lord. I mean, I would pray here and there and ask him to help me out when I was in trouble. But uh, 
he kind of just was going through the motions uh, with the prayer. But on Father's Day, 2016, I woke up. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I woke up with this feeling of, it was, I don't know how to describe it other than I just felt changed. I felt in my heart um, that I was uh, clean. I was wow. washed. I was uh, uh, changed. I had no inclination to smoke marijuana. I had no desire to, I, at that time I was smoking cigarettes. I, all of that taste, it was the desire was gone. And I, it was, I went to Cedar Point and had such a wonderful time. I would go to Cedar Point every Father's Day. And uh, the, the the years before that, I would, on my, on my way home, stop in Detroit and get my, you know, get my fix, if yeah. you will. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> Sunday, I would, I was so high on God and wow. so pleased just to be alive. I, I don't know how to describe it. I was, I was filled with so much joy in my heart that, okay, I'm, I'm, I loved, I loved myself. I mean, for the first time in my life, I felt I'm, I love myself. I'm, I'm okay. This is, this is a good feeling. It was such a strange uh, and foreign feeling uh, at that time, but in hindsight, it was, God touched my heart and he was, he was hugging me and he was holding me and he was loving on me. And on Monday, the following day, on uh, Sunday was Father's Day, and on Monday, I woke up saying, okay, uh, Jesus, I think I know who you are, uh, but I don't know, uh, I don't have a relationship with you. I don't, I'd like to be friends. I don't remember exactly what the words I used, but I started going to Mass. I felt this desire to go to Mass, and uh I started going to daily mass and then go to went through the sacrament of uh, confession because my friend wow. uh, who, at that point that was at OLGC because my friends were at OLGC and they were inviting me to mass over the years. And, and my, my friend, Wendy, I love her so much. My friend for 35 years said, Melissa, you need to go to confession. <laughs> so, Ooh, praise God for friends that are disciples. And, and Melissa, I got to yep. jump in here for a second. Yep. Every person who comes on the, the, the podcast brings special graces. And uh, I, I like met you and I, you know, like no one would ever know. You're like a put together lady and no one would ever know. Like yeah. when you just start to share a story, like what, what? And, <laughs> and, and honestly, like people, we can, we can get the shivers for a moment. And I feel like just like in the day when Jesus walked the face of the earth and you know how, how people may have felt like, you did such and such, or you were involved with such and such. And like Jesus came for us. That's exactly what he came to heal, the sickness and affliction that gets on our flesh. And it manifests in, in some of the some of the some of the most difficult conditions. And, and you've been through some of those. And I just thank you for your vulnerability. I just believe when people hear these testimonies, they get encouraged because sometimes people have something going on that they don't want anybody to know about, or they know someone who feels like they're in the in the pits there. And then how beautiful on Father's Day. Father's Day, you get this experience of Jesus, but the next day, so you have this encounter, but the next day when you woke up on that Monday, that the grace was on your heart to start to ask Jesus. So tell us about like that next, that you were getting into it and I jumped in, but 
You really started, we got some of the before you met Jesus, holy Mm -hmm. smokes. And Mm -hmm. then when you met Jesus, you wake up Monday after Father's Day, after basically a day of grace. And you're saying, who are you, Jesus? What what does this mean? Tell us more about that, that time of like growth in the Lord. So wow. yeah, yeah, I had that encounter. So I I responded, and boy, I thank him for giving me that 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 understanding that okay, I'm giving I'm giving you an invitation, and he gave me the courage to say yes, I want to. I, I'm just going to follow my heart. I've kind of always been that kind of person just to follow my heart if I wasn't high. <laughs> let's let's mm-hmm. make that clear. But that Monday, um, okay, so I went to mass, and I just. Mm. had this incredible desire to receive the Eucharist. I remember um, going to communion before and just, okay, yeah, just going through the motions, but that was just hunger. I can't describe, it was just a hunger. And part of me also, you know, knew that I didn't receive my first Holy Communion, but Mm -hmm. I, but I knew, I just felt the Lord was saying, it's okay. It's not wrong. But there is, in the Catholic Church, we know that you have to have, there's, there's the sacraments. You have to receive the sacraments. There's a, there's a process. So I did. I went, I decided to go through the process. Went through my first confession. I didn't know what to do. And it wasn't, it was an okay confession. But then I, my second confession was out of sight. Mm. I sat down and had a face-to-face and kind of had a, half-life confession and i explained yeah. to the priest i said i this is what i'm doing and i don't mm. i don't know if it's wrong or not i don't know if it's a sin that i i haven't received that sacrament but i'm still receiving communion and he said well let me ask you a question how do you feel mm. after you receive communion and i told him i said i feel that i'm being changed i feel like i'm being strengthened I feel like this is what I need. This is my food that will get me. Yeah. And he said, I'm not going to tell you not to receive communion. You keep going and you keep receiving communion, but sign up for our CIA. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. It's so, it's just so beautiful to hear you talk about, you know, that desire. Cause I think it's interesting, especially in hearing, you know, from your story of like of addiction or when you wake up and you have like that desire for other things, right? You wake up with a desire. We all have desires on our heart. Father Patrick and I, before this episode mm-hmm. just started, we're talking about, you know, different, how do we cope with stress and like how, and you know, as you grow up and get older, you find healthier ways to do it, but like this, the desires to even like relieve yourself of stress is there. And so to, mm-hmm. to hear from you, like, oh, they're, to have the desires of addiction and then to have the desire for the Eucharist after you're healed. It's like in your heart. And as a person, like it's the same desire for something and how beautiful that you, you know, were able in your life, like through the grace of God, through that gift of father's day, which I mean, I feel like we need to go back there and understand more about like what happened that day and how, what it felt like, but to then have that desire for the Eucharist. I totally get that too. When I was coming back to mass, um, after I had like kind of my own conversion, I, you know, being a, a lifelong, Catholic knew I wasn't supposed to go up and get communion if I hadn't Mm. gone to confession recently. Mm. Um, so I was that in the back and, but it was like a desire for the Eucharist that helped me get over like my anxiety and fear about going to confession. It was like, okay, I'm scared to go and talk to the priest about everything that's been going on in my life, but I want the Eucharist more. And so I totally get that, that desire to just want it. And then how you feel afterward, it's like the greatest gift. So Oh, praise the Lord. Hey, Melissa, uh, you're going to help us institute something new on the show. It's just a very brief, we call it now, I 
propose, we call it a fire hose grace break. And so anybody out there who's listening who's like, I want to desire the Eucharist more. I want to desire other things in my life less. Just open up your hands for a sec. Hey, Melissa, just pray that we would all have that deep, awesome desire for the Eucharist that was so pivotal in changing your life. Go for it. Shoot the fire hose. Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask you to just send a, a, a wave of hunger into hearts to receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, to, to receive um, a, a, a greater outpouring of a desire to receive the Holy Eucharist. Jesus, I ask you to come into hearts that in, in beckon them, beckon them to come and receive the true food that, that you, you tell them that they abide in you and you, you abide in them mm. and more, more Holy Spirit. We just ask mm-hmm. for more. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Get ready to receive Holy Communion, everybody. So, Melissa, tell us about your mission now with Ave Maria. Beautiful, a beautiful uh, apostle. It's all, you know, this, God has blessed me in so many ways after that Father's Day. You know, Father's Day is a a day that we're supposed to give our Father's gifts, right? But no, our Father, our Heavenly Father wants to pour out more gifts. And he cleansed me of that addiction. He healed me of that addiction. But... just keeps on giving me more gifts Praise i mean God. wow i mean i i ended up uh hey oh gosh how do i say it um blessings after blessings after blessings i went back to school i had a good job that allowed me to go to school at night and he gave me he still gives me a running car to get me from here and there and mm-hmm. um during school i applied for this internship. Uh, there was one place that I wanted to work was Ave Maria Radio. I went to Ave Maria Radio after uh, two weeks and I got a, uh, submitting my application. I got a, an interview with Steve Clark. I got a hire the next day. I mean, it was like, whoa, okay, Holy Spirit, this is at your speed and it's fast. So I'm going <laughs> to you know, put on the seatbelt. And then Okay, so yeah, it was an internship, but then by uh, oh. it, it was an internship, and it was in November, and by May I was hired part time. Oh. Okay, so all right, I want to work more hours, so I switched to the midnight shift and came in at the radio station during the day. Um, it, it you know through what twelve hours a week, but still, I mean, it was okay. Lord, you're going to give me the strength. I can trust in you. And then um, the Lord takes and He gives. Um, mm. Okay, so. In, uh, in September of 2020, uh, it was a Sunday, another Sunday, um, I was getting ready to, you know, it's my nights and I work midnight, so I'm trying to get some sleep. I keep getting this phone call. Unbeknownst to me, it was, um, it was the morgue calling me from Colorado. My brother, unfortunately, my beloved brother, 56 years old, died of pulmonary embolism. Mm-hmm. on the spot and uh and on monday i didn't go to work at uh, midnight but on monday i went into the radio station because i felt okay I, I i i just felt compelled to go into the radio station i could have called in but i went in and the general manager calls mm-hmm. me to his office and said mm-hmm. uh melissa we are starting a new program and we want mm-hmm. we want you to be the uh associate producer <laughs> And it starts in a week. So, you know, again, the Holy Spirit, you know, works really fast sometimes and it's at mm-hmm. his time. And uh, yeah, so that was really yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa, you mentioned, you know, and it's amazing how like God 
God gives and it's so he's been so generous. He's, you have wanted yeah. this, this internship, you wanted that job and then you got it, which is amazing. But yeah. I would love to hear from you. Like why radio? Why Ave Maria radio? What was it? What was, what were you drawn to about that? I chose radio because I've been told over the years that I have a voice for radio. And I went back to school by the grace of God at mm. night at Spex Howard. And the first night of class, we were asked, where do we want to work? Where, wh- what's the one place we want to work? And I knew on my heart, in my heart, that it was, I wanted to work for Catholic Radio. I wanted awesome. to work for WDO. I started listening to WDO after uh, the Lord healed me of my addiction. Mm. I just was immediately tuned in. My, ch- my taste of music changed. I wanted to learn more. And my sponsor had told me, just Melissa, whatever you do, absorb, get involved in anything and everything that you can uh, that will teach you more about your faith. And um, Catholic Radio does that. And yes. there's so many good programs. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's really how I got into Catholic Radio. I, <laughs> well, the Lord put me in Catholic radio. I need to right. give him all the credit because Amen. he's the one that steered that for me. Right. Melissa, I, oh, go ahead. I'm oh, go, oh, Father Patrick. Ladies oh. first. <laughs> well, I was just going to comment so you can ask the next question, Father Patrick, but I was just okay. going to comment, Melissa. I think it's so beautiful that like the way Catholic radio served you in your journey back in providing, you know, that, that, that what next, some of those answers, different music, and then to feel called to then go and serve, to give, give your life back to what was given mm-hmm. to you as a gift. I just think that's so beautiful. And I love that you shared that. It's a great part of their story, but okay, go ahead, Father Patrick. Oh, Emily, that's a great alley-oop. I just think is, as you share, Melissa, like, you are a living, breathing uh, example of like Bartimaeus in Luke chapter 18. When we hear Jesus say, what do you want me to do for you? He replied, Lord, please let me see. Jesus told him, have sight. Your faith has saved you. Pause. You were asking the Lord on that Monday after Father's Day, I don't really know you. And, and he gave you that sight to know him. And the, my favorite verse of the Bartimaeus story, and I see it in your life. Verse 43 of chapter 18, he immediately received his sight. You immediately got like breakthrough. Not that you didn't keep working to keep it, but he immediately received his sight and followed him, Jesus, giving glory to God. He followed Jesus. And to see you get set free of addiction, he came to set the captives free and then follow him, that you wake up and you go into your ministry of Ave Maria Radio and help spread the kingdom of God over the airways. You ever just think about that? Like, wow, he pulled me out of the, out of the heap and, and told me to walk with him and gave me a ministry. Does that like amaze you continuously? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he gave me a, a desire to read scripture. And one of my favorites, uh, he keeps directing me towards Sirach. Uh, one of the, oh. yeah, yeah. And this is oh. a long, uh, well, not real long, but if you don't mind, I'm going to, I'll read it because I think he's continuing, you know, as a disciple, we're learners, right? And it's a, Amen. it's a journey. It's constant, constant. So I, I'm praying for more wisdom, Lord, just mm. keep giving, you know, please, I, I need more wisdom. And, uh, Sirach 51, uh, 16, I inclined my ear a little and received her. And I found for myself much instruction. I made progress therein to him who gives wisdom. I will give glory. For I resolved to live according to wisdom, and I was zealous for the good, and I shall never be put to shame. My soul grappled with wisdom, and Mm. in my conduct I was strict. I spread out my hands to the heavens and lamented my ignorance of her. I directed my soul to her, 
And through purification, I found her. I gained understanding with her from the first. Therefore, I will not be forsaken. My heart was stirred to seek her. Therefore, I have gained a good possession. The Lord gave me a tongue as my reward, and I will praise him with it. <laughs> so wow. yeah, I cannot stop praising him. Amen. I'm sticking with him. I'm staying with his wisdom. I just like, I love that what he's giving you. Emily, what's cooking? Yeah. So Melissa, what what are those ways, some of the ways that you are praising him? So we, you know, we talk about, you know, we've had that encounter, you know, through that amazing, beautiful, incredible Father's Day healing story, how you responded, how you, how you grew in faith, went to school, and now you're giving that back. But then, you know, the witness part, I mean, I assume through a little bit through your radio show, which I have not heard. So I would love to hear about what you're producing or how, how would you say that you are now witnessing, giving back, you live, you've lived your life differently, like Mm. aligned to wisdom, what we just heard. Um, and besides coming on open door policy, very generously, uh, I would love to hear how you witness to your faith now, based on all those unique experiences experiences that you've had. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. Witnessing to uh, what I've been doing with witnessing to others with the radio, with the program Epiphany on Ave Maria Radio, I, first of all, asked the Holy Spirit, help me, where do you want me to go with this? And seeking out just regular people, there can be a, uh, they can be professors, they can be priests, they can be just regular people who have their own ministries or apostolates. Mm-hmm. But then also witnessing in my daily life by uh, seeing people for who they are, my brothers and sisters, I'm trying to, mm-hmm. and not being shy because the Lord gave me a boldness uh, to speak to people like in the bathroom, you know, mm-hmm. just how are you doing? Wow. And glory to God, you know, it, praise God, yes. he gave us another day. And in, at the gas station or wherever I'm at, because again, he gave me a tongue is my reward and I will praise him with it. Amen. And it's like, Lord, okay, thank you. I'm your, um, I'm your, uh, make your, make my mouth, your mouthpiece. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Praise so, the Lord. Yeah. And just, just trying to witness him in any way that I can by taking care of his temple, um, mm-hmm. this body, and uh, and witnessing him with uh, my uh, my blessed mother, uh, 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 sun catcher in the back of my car, uh, my, and just having my crosses on my all my jackets, those little right. pin crosses, and just yes. and, yeah, and just trying to keep praising him on my tongue to whomever I speak, you know, that that is the prayer of a person in radio for sure. You know, you hear people who go out and do, we've had a lot of Christian service directors on the podcast this season, and they talk about, you know, being the hands of Jesus, right. That carrying out those works of mercy, but you know, you're talking to someone uh, who's works in radio. When you say you want to be the mouth and have the tongue of the Lord as your mouth, that's, (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) And Melissa, my heart swells as I listen to you. Also, I can hear, you know, in, in your DNA, uh, like your sphere, like the sphere of influence. I know in counter ministries, you're a student, second year student, and something like the reason it exists is to help equip disciples to demonstrate the power, the love, and the power of God in their sphere of influence. And I just hear that, like you're like, I'll talk to somebody in the bathroom. I got to ask you though, um, you know, I, I love that you're just going after it with Jesus in your sphere of influence on a day-to-day basis. I think that's one of the graces of the encounter school is just seeing everyday life, every moment for ministry. But what are your dreams these days? What are you dreaming of with the Lord? What, what's like the dream on your heart? 
what he's been putting on my heart, and I'm just asking for the courage to follow through and uh, asking for the way he wants me to do it, is to help others uh, who are bound by those chains of addiction to break free. And he's got an idea that, you know, oh gosh, the, the, the idea of a man is, it can be different from what God wants. And so I'm trying to discern, Lord, is this my idea or is this yours? Because it's big. I mean, it's real big. And I'm not sure if I should speak about it, but the, the seed's planted. And I know that there, I have a very good friend who's also a second year student. And he and I um, uh, are talking a little bit about uh, what, what, what we want to do. And I think uh, we're right now in the planning stages, uh, mm. but it definitely involves street ministry in going out right. and seeking the lost. You know, yes. uh, I, I have um, a saint shrine at my home. And one of the saints, of course, is um, um, St. Teresa of Calcutta. And she had a, uh, that in her heart that she uh, she would sent somebody behind a box or somebody behind, uh, you know, down the street, you know, hidden that people wouldn't be able to see. I want to be able to find those people that are, are, are hidden, uh, that we, people just don't even see, they walk by them. I want to be able to tell them that they're loved. There's a God that loves them and they don't have to live the life, uh, that they're living now, uh, which is wow. bound. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question or not. Absolutely. It sounds amazing. Yes. It sounds like you're sharing the heart of Jesus for the lost and, and that experience of being saved by the good shepherd. You get his heart for others like that. And I'm going to pitch it to Emily. Thanks, Melissa. I, I was going to comment that when you were talking, Melissa, about, you know, going out and feeling called and not, not knowing, you know, quite how big of a dream it's going to be yet or not. So we'll definitely pray for that. But um, I was thinking of a a part of the letter, um, the Unleash the Gospel letter, where it talks about the one sheep. Amen. And how, I mean, you know, there's, there's so much good work happening yes. in the church, right? Ministering to the people who are there. Yes. There's, there's so many good things and in, in, in counter ministries too, but something that was so stood out about what you were saying that you don't, you don't hear from everyone because we're all called in different ways is feeling that call to go out and finding those lost people and kind of, it's not turning your back on the other 99, of course. Right. But just like that, that gift of what Jesus did and the paradox is in going out and doing that and actually how your faith grows exponentially in by going out and finding that one lost sheep. And mm-hmm. I think that people who struggle with addiction, I mean, that's such a, that's a hard issue, right? You know, in the church or outside the church, that's something, that's a really hard thing that people deal with. And so for you to be uniquely, you know, experienced in, in knowing how to go and minister to those people and love them in such a Mm. unique way. And then to use that, to go out and find that one sheep, the way the, the letter calls for. I'm just so inspired by you sharing that right now. And we'll definitely pray that the, yeah. as you continue to discern this dream, it will be built up wow. um, in whatever plans God has for you and for that ministry with your friend. Thank so. you. Amen. Praise God. Hey, Melissa, would you like to pray us out? It's been an honor to have you. We thank you. Friends, please check out Melissa Florian's program on Ave Maria Radio. I believe it is the Epiphany Hour. Is that it? The yeah. Epiphany? Epiphany, Saturdays uh-huh. at 1130 and 3 p.m. on Sunday. Awesome. We'll put it in the show notes too for listeners. We'll drop a link. Uh, Thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you, Melissa. You want to lead us in a prayer? 
Okay. Yes. Good and gracious God. Thank you so much for this time today to bring glory to you, O Lord. We ask you to just keep equipping us with more of your grace so yes. that we can move forward. We can walk forward in our identity as his children of God. Mm-hmm. Lord, we just ask more of your Holy Spirit to give us the words to speak at the time that they need to be spoken. Oh Lord, we ask uh, for more of you yes. and less of us. You must increase. We must <laughs> decrease. Oh Lord. And we're just going to ask a special blessing up on, on the Open Door podcast yeah. that this continues to grow and flourish and it spreads yes. across all the nations, this whole world, that um, people will tune in uh, by accident. But it's no accident because you're, you've are yes. you got your hand on everything, oh Lord. And we're just going to ask the intercession of our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. Uh, and in your yes. name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for asking God to bless Open Door Policy Podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we receive it to the ends of the earth. Amen. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to another episode of Open Door Policy Podcast, where we hear stories of different joyful missionary disciples in Southeast Michigan and how they encounter, grow, and witness in their love for Christ. You can find more episodes at unleashthegospel.org forward slash podcast or on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your podcasts. See you next time. See you.